0: Good morning. Today, Be'ezrat Hashem, we'll be learning Da'afiyot Ches and Maseches Tainis. Uh, interesting idea that our Mishnah pointed out, which is, uh, let's reorient ourselves. There were days that are recorded in an ancient text called Megillus Tainis. And those were actually, even though it's called Megillus Tainis, which you associate with fasts, it was actually happy days. Happy days that you're not allowed to fast. Okay, the Megillah of the days that you cannot fast. And on some of them, you can't even eulogize, you can't even make a hesped. So you have a person who passed away, uh, they deserve a proper send-off, but we're going to say, no, we're not going to be maspid, this person, today, because we have to prioritize, as so much of our masekhta discusses, uh, our emotions, happiness and sadness, have to be modulated Sometimes we say, well, it would be inappropriate to be happy on these occasions. Um, when Klal Yisrael, when a large group is suffering, even if you're you know, in a good situation, even if you're doing fine and you're happy uh, in your own personal affairs, you have to be aware that there are other people who are suffering and you have to join Klal Yisrael in mourning or in fasting. On the other hand, there are times where even if you yourself have um, you know some challenges, you have to join Klal Yisrael in joy, because that is an expression of Akarisatov Takharsbaruchu for salvations, different things that happen. And so, just how do you balance individual affairs and communal affairs, the the happiness of the community, and some and the and the emotions um, that we're supposed to have is aligning us with what harsh kafras really should be with regards to certain world events, communal events, and how they relate to personal events. So it really makes Masechus um so special in that regard to, to, to learn all these lessons and to sort of see the balance that we have in, in, in Yiddishkeit of, of all these factors. Barry, I was stalling for you, don't worry, we got you. Anyway, <laughs> good morning. Uh, I was giving words of introduction uh, talking about the fact that Megillus Tinus, right, is the days that we're not supposed to fast. By the way, happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah Sameach. Megillas Tinus, uh, Hanukkah is mentioned in Megillus Tinus. You ever wonder why Hanukkah is eight days? You know, they have a, a, a the, the famous Kasha of the base Yosef. The, the first night wasn't miraculous. There's a safer out now. 500 answers. There's the Ne'er Lema, which is like a uh, safer with a hundred answers. Now they have 500 answers. Some of them are off the wall, but 500 answers as to why Hanukkah is eight days. You look at Megillus Tinus. Now, if you look at Mesecha Shabbos, the section on Hanukkah will tell you the story. It took eight days uh, uh, to go get the, the oil, more oil. And therefore, it's miraculous. The first jug of oil that they found lasted that entire time. right? Well, it really took eight days because it's like a four-day journey. Each way, while they're, while they're getting the oil from up north, they are actually, that first Pach Shemen lasted eight days. You look at Megillah's Tinus, and it says, yeah, it was a big, giant mess, and everything, weeds growing, they had to clean it up. It took eight days. That's what it says. That's why Hanukkah is eight days. It took eight days to clean up the ransacked base of Mikdash and to repair it in order to be able for it to function. And therefore, says Miguel Steinus, there are eight days of Hanukkah. Okay, <laughs> now you know. So Miguel Steinus has all of these um, factors. Why um, Miguel Steinus was so, all, sort of set aside, it's not included into the regular, you know, Dafyomi, it's not part of Shaspavli, obviously. Um, so, but but it's it, it, not only that, but it's not, not too many people are fully familiar with Miguel Steinus. Well, a big part of it is most of it right, is irrelevant, as we will learn. All these days, we have like, now instead, we have the yard site of, of, uh, of the Rebbe's, right, on days that we won't fast, right? But the truth of the matter is, that Hasidim didn't make that up. We had Megillah Steinitz, we were doing that before, uh, before there was ever Hasidus. Klal Israel was commemorating these special days of salvation, with these, was saying that we're not gonna have fasts, and we're not gonna eulogize in certain days. Um, and as we will see today in our Gemara, these were all over the calendar, all over. You read and it's like, oh, it's in Adar, it's in Nisan. It seems like all over the place were these special days. It would be tough to find the day where you could get a proper hospice for somebody. You know, it seems like you, you read about it and it's all over the calendar, these days of Megillus Tainus. But then, of course, once you have the Chorban Shaney, so now most of Megillus is as we've already discussed, is battle right? In other words, we don't really um, <clears throat> uh, that really overwhelmed. Whatever happiness we had for those salvations was really overwhelmed by the fact that um, by the fact that we are in the midst of korban. Of course, Hanukkah, It's it's uh, it's it, since we are in Hanukkah, it's noteworthy to say Hanukkah certainly survived. We don't have hesped and tainus on Hanukkah. and so we these are days of simcha for us, even though. Right, we did rededicate the base of Mikdash and it was subsequently destroyed. Right? Obviously, you know, so it is amazing, right? You you celebrate the Yeshua of Hashem, perhaps the spiritual salvation that we had at Hanukkah. The fact that we ourselves, right, were able to have the right attitude at the time of Hanukkah is really what we're celebrating after all, right? And we should be Zoka to retain that attitude in these days of light and also. Uh, subsequent to that, not only retain the attitude, but have to see the base of Miklis rebuilt soon. Okay. Oh, and today we're going to dedicate Leila Nishmas of Chaim Zev, and also the grandfather of Andrew Singer, his name is? Yaakov Ben Chaim, the Nishama should have an Aliyah. Okay, now, you will notice, we already discussed this, Der Banan we had not only the day of, but the day before uh, these, these rabbinic days, we already said that you're not allowed, the Mishnah already said, you're not allowed to have a hesbid, right? Even the day before. So that is quite uh, an addition. And according to some, the day after, our Mishnah, had the Machlokas, is really where we begin now, on, on the, what, the second line, Kiman, Rabbi Yossi. Who's Rabbi Yossi? So in our Mishnah, we said like this All the days said our Mishnah that you have you can't have Tainus and Hespid. So the Tanakama, which stam Mishnah is Rubi Mayer, says that not only is it usher to have Titus and Hespid on that day, noted in Miguel's Titus, but even the day before. Now remember, the day before, why are we saying this? Because it's a darabanan. If you have a Shkodesh or something, Midar Raisa, so you don't need to Aser, has and Titus the day before. But we want you to make sure that you remember this commemorative day. So we're going to asser even the day before so you remember. Why do we not have Titus and Hespet today? Because tomorrow is going to be the Yom, uh, is the, is going to be the Yom of commemoration. So it's an extra step, right, that you take. That was the Shita of Rabbi Meir, right? The Tanakama. Rabbi Yossi said, not only the day before, but even the day after, that these days they have like an Israchag, uh, what we call an Israchag, of the day before and the day after. That's when it's Usser, but and Hesped. So that's a very strong day uh, of 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 celebration. The Tanakhama says the day before, you also refrain from tinus and Hesped. And Rabbi Yossi says that the day, not only the day before, but even the day after, when it was a weaker day of celebration, which is to say, you don't have any fasting, but you can give a Hesped, so on those days, the Tanakama would say that the day before and day after, you do not fast. In other words, you, you can fast, I should say. You do not commemorate the day is what I meant to say. And Rabiosi there would say that you do not fast the day before, but the day after, you no longer need to commemorate the day you fast. So again, if it's a strong day um, where you neither fast nor eulogize, uh, then the Tanakama Rabiosi is always going to be more... Um, more commemorating, right? More machmir, I guess you could say, is going to commemorate the day more strongly than Rabbi Meir. So Rabbi Meir is going to say that on a the day that you don't neither fast nor eulogize, then the day before you also don't fast and eulogize, Rabbi Yossi say day before and after, and on the day that you do not fast, Rabbi Meir is going to just have that day alone and nothing the day before or after, whereas Rabbi Yossi is going to commemorate that day by not fasting the day before either, although the day after you will. Okay, so now the Gemara is going to say, come on, the 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 um, that we just discussed this piece of Megillus Titus that we just discussed remember we t- talked about the period of time the last from Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the 8th of Nisan and then from the 8th of Nisan until the end of Yuntiv right the end of Pesach those were two dovetailed periods of time and remember we said that over there that we also why do we have right the second uh, span talking, why are we talking about even though the end of Pesach is Yontiv of itself, so why do we have to say that the second span starting from the 8th of Pesach uh, from the 8th of Nisan, rather, until the end of Pesach. Why do we have to say that it goes all the way till the end of Pesach? Just say it goes through Cholomot, or up until Pesach starts, because all of Pesach anyways, you're also betainous of the husband, Said the Gemara yesterday that in order to also tack on the day after. Well, what we're pointing out now is if we're tacking on the day after, then we are lining up with our Mishnah with Rabbi Yossi, because only Rabbi Yossi ever holds that you commemorate these days with the day after, right? Only Rabbi ever has it, Israchag for these days are, that are has Hesped of Tainis. Okay, by the way, Barry was giving me the look yesterday. He was asking me, why are we saying that the first period was the first of Nisan up until the eighth, and then the second period starts from the eighth of Nisan until the end of Yuntiv? Why do we have the overlapping eighth of Nisan? Right? Why, why do we overlap those days and dovetail them as you will? Like the way we used to dovetail vacation days with sick days. When 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 uh, when we were unionized, anyway. The, so so the um, uh, the answer the Gemara will address that, Barry. Don't worry. All right, let's start. Let's start reading inside because we'll have a shorter here today. We're Bez, we're hoping our goal is to finish the parak bezach Hashem. So we say it like this. Come on. So the Gemara we just said that talks about commemorating the day after and Tainus. Kerbiyosi bein Bain Right. That's a sheet of Rebiosi in our Mishnah who says that you even commemorate not only the day before but the day after these t- Miguel's Tainus days. Okay, so the Then the 29th of Adar, right, prior to Rosh Chodesh Nisan, should also be a day. If we hold, like Rabbi Yossi, we should hold the 29th of Adar. Why? Well, because there's a day uh, in Megillus Tinus that we haven't discussed yet, which is the 28th of Adar. 28th of Adar is also a day that's recorded in Megillus Tinus, right? Why does Megillus Tinus specify that, that it's usher because it's the day before the Rosh Chodesh, right? In other words, the day, the Mitukam the, Tamidah, when we reestablished as we discussed yesterday, the Korban Tamid, that was Rosh Chodesh Nisan. And Megillas Tainus explains that the reason why, right, we, on Arab, right, the reason why we commemorate Rosh Chodesh Nisan is, be, is because of that, is because of that special time, Rosh all the way until the 8th of Nisan. And therefore, certainly, right, both Rameer and Rabiosi would agree that the day before, which is the 29th of Adar, is also going to be commemorated because they agree on the day that it's us or Behespet of you commemorate the, the day before, leading into it. However, if it's true that we hold like Rabiosi, that Megillus Tainus holds like Rabiosi, and actually holds that you also have to main, keep the day after, then the reason why we keep the 29th would not only be because it's the day before we reestablish the Tamid, but rather, says the Gemara, typically the Havalei Yoma de Busser Srimi It would also be usher if we hold like Rebiosi, because it would be usur behest because the 28th of Adar happens to also be a day that's in Megillus Tainis. And again, according to Rebiosi, Right, you also commemorate the day after the days of Megillus Titus. So the 29th would have two reasons why we commemorate it. One, because it's the day before that eight-day period of time where we reestablish the Tamid. And two, because the day after the 28th of Adar, which has its own special uh, reason why we don't have Titus and Hester, the Tanya, like we said in the Brisa, which is the Brisa, which is included in Megillus Titus, as follows. There was a great... Tiding to the Jews. They heard great news for the Jews. Deloyedun minoraisa. That, what? They were not going to have this government uh, uh, gazera. There was a gazera that was established. This is uh, also, we discussed this, uh, part of Miguel's Tainas in Rosh Hashanah Yates. There was a great gazera. Classic gazera. What is the gazera they always ask? The following. They say, deloyedun um, minoraisa. That, that you're not allowed to learn Torah. Right? Um, that you're not allowed to learn Torah. Also, vishlo mulu etz not allowed to bris mila, The big three. This is the original big three that Shabbos, mila, and Torah, all those things that connect us to Klaal Yisrael or Vary Libwitz, uh, Shlita, the great Afyami master, points out that these are all things that uh distinguishes us. They're all, right, a bris, right, And Torah. And Shabbos is also an os and a bris. And not only that, these are things that even children have a d'oraisa. risa. That's what he pointed out. Uh, I forgot where, which source he found. But, right, even children have a chiv. We have a chiv to teach them. Torah for children, obviously, bris mila and Shabbos. Um, and so from the cradle, we're already inculcated with these three special um, Mitzvos, they distinguish us. They distinguish us, right? The umos olam don't have Shabbos, Mila, or Torah. Those are the things that they are the most resentful of, and they are so fundamental to our existence, and therefore that's the first thing they go after. Be that as it may, that was the gazera. It's a terrible thing. So, the, how do they handle at the time? So, as we read in Rosh Hashanah, the following: Mesa Yehuda ben Shemurah What do they do? Yudah ben Shemua was the leader of the Jews at the time. So halcha v'nadlu eitzamim matronisa achat. So they actually went and asked the secular source, the Matronisa, the Mother Teresa of the day, Shakol, Gadola, Roma, Mitsu, and Esla. She had a lot of uh clout and street cred with all the gedolim of, of the government, and everybody held of her. And they asked her for advice. How are we going to get rid of these gazeras? They were, right, being diplomatic. So Amalehem, she gave him the following Aitzah Imduvifkinubalah make a At night, we heard learned about this hafkana already. And it says, Halcho vifkinu they made the hafkana, and this was their chant, Amru. They said, Ishmaim, um, right, by the heavens, Loachim anachnu. Are we not brothers after all? You might be Asav and we're Yaakov, but we're brothers nonetheless. Lobne ave char anachnu. Do we not have one father, Yitzhakavinu? Lobne eim anachnu. One mother, Rivkeimenu. Ma nishta mikol uma velashon. How are we different from every other nation? If you prick us, do we not bleed? As um, right uh, Shakespeare famously said in *The Merchant of Venice*, "Shatem gozim gazeros ros." Right? Why would you do these gazeres? Now, of course, and the Maharsha goes through what exactly this taina is. But the point is, at, at the end of the day, it's it's really diplomacy, right? It's ridiculous. Uh, we're of course incredibly different in all of these ways, right? Esav and Yaakov we consider to be sort of like right polar opposites in a lot of ways, but this, the, we're, we're appealing to their, right, you, oh, uh, the uh, humanity of kinship that we have over here and we're appealing to them and we're saying, please, why would you have, right, we're asking them if you, you should be liberal and you should understand that everyone, right, should have equal rights and everyone's lives um, should uh, matter equally. Not only that, we have uh, a kinship. We go back. So it worked, says the Gemara, uvitlum. Believe it or not, it worked. They appealed to the government's right sense of collective humanity, and I guess when Klal tells tells uh, the Umas Olam, they resent the fact that we consider ourselves different and we put ourselves in different, um, you know, in ghettos, so to speak, in Jewish communities. Uh, Atara and I were once on—it's a, a long story. We were once on a plane in Switzerland, um, going from Vitznau uh, to Zurich. It's not important, but the bottom line is uh, we were near the Lucerne. Uh, Lake Lucerne, and we didn't look like Jews necessarily. I was wearing a baseball cap, I'm, and I don't have like big payas, I don't look like a tuna bagel when I'm on vacation. And we uh, sat next to a guy, and we said, "Where do you live?" And we just started up a conversation, and he went on a anti-Semitic tirade <laughs> because he lived in the Jewish area, and saying how they're so insular, and you know they give each other jobs. We felt like we were like in uh, pre-war Europe. It was crazy. Anyways. They they resent right the they resent that uh, the the what makes us so unique right or whatever they resent these Torah Mila and Shabbos so anyways uh, when we tell them oh but well, we we consider ourselves to be exactly like you so sometimes they will temporarily be mivatel these gazeras and that's what happened on that particular havkanah the, the Mother Teresa she could read the tea leaves, right she knew she she knew and she understand the way the wind was blowing they were able to mivatel the gazeras that was a big deal. The fact that they could no longer uh, have to risk their lives to keep Shabbos, Torah, and Mila was a big deal. Ve'otoh, hayom says the Gemara. So, Yom They made that day a very special Yomtiv. That was on the 28th of Adar, Andrew. Okay, so therefore, uh, if that's the case, and if we hold, like, Rav so then the 29th of Adar, right, should be prohibited in Hesped also. So the Gemara answers, Yeah, the reason why, right, we, we have to list Rosh Chodesh Nisan, uh, if it, even if it is according to Rabiosi, is because sometimes, uh, the other can be Mu'uber, right? In which case, it's a full month of 30 days, and therefore the 20, and therefore, it, we, it would be day 30. In other words, on that day, when it's Mu'uber, you'd have 28th of Adar, and then according to Rabiosi, you'd be also, ha- also Maspatitis on the 29th, and then on the 30th, because it's Erev Rosh Chodesh, uh, Nisan, not because of Rosh Chodesh, but because of the fact that Rosh Chodesh Nisan is the day that we begin the commemoration of the reinstitution of the Tamid. That's the Gemara, uh, that's a biased answer as to why we would have to start on Rosh Chodesh Nisan, because in, uh, in order to count for date for the, uh, years where the other is Me'ubar. And therefore you would have to add the 30th as well. Or, alternatively, Ravashi Amar, Chodesh even on the 29th, Kol BeHesped. Mutter. It could be that the Shita would be that even though it's usher uh, betinus, uh, even though it's usher betinus, it is mutter behespid on the days after. However, that's usually true. But it's possible that the day of 29th of other is unique. Because even on a chaser. Right? You would still need to learn Rosh Chodesh Nisan as one of the days of the spanning from the first to the eighth of Nisan. Why? Because, after all, you would make the 29th, you're going to be usher Behesped as well. Why? Because it is a Yuntiv Megillus Tinus sandwich. What does that mean? Megillus Tinus sandwich, which is, in other words, whenever it's between two days of Megillus Tinus, which is 28th of Adar. And Rosh Chodesh Nisan, Asok Yontav You're going to make the day in between, Yontav in the sense that you're going to, right, be uh, asering it even behespid, right, In other words, Megillah Tainis had to list Rosh Chodesh Nisan in order to create a Megillah Tainis sandwich for the 29th of Adar between the 28th and Rosh Chodesh. And once you create, right, that sandwich where you have the day before and the day after, that actually accomplishes making the 29th always usher not only B'Tainus, but also Behespid. That's the answer of Ravashi. So now we're 14 lines up from the wide, and we c- continue to analyze, analyze more of this Megillus Tainus. As we said, right from the 8th until the end of Yantiv, there was also, we reestablished. The Shavuos was not on Sunday like the Baisusim said, but Shavuos was, right, as we have it, and therefore we commemorate all of, uh, from 8th of Nisan until the end of Pesach, all of that. So so you you will recall that we're already celebrating from Rosh Chodesh Nisan until the 8th of Nisan. Um, so why do we have to start and overlap on the 8th of Nisan again, right? The 8th of Nisan is getting, we're doubling down. Why don't you just say we start from the ninth of Nisan? Why are we saying Mitamanya bay? Lema bey? start in the ninth of Nisan, says the Gemara. But Tamanya Gufayasar, we already know that that the eighth of Nisan is Asir because we're already celebrating, as the Gemara says, the Havala Yomadi Tukambaitamita. We're already celebrating the reestablishment of the Korban Tamid on that day. So it says the Gemara, the Ilum Mikla Milsa, Uvatline La Shiva, right? It's an interesting thing. Rashi's pointing out the last thin lines here. Right, says the Gemara. You we already know it's built into the system of Megillus Tainus that if Has Shalom some calamity were to occur, as we will see, happened all the time. And at the end of the day, Megillus Tinus is basically all Mavutov because of the calamities that, you know, as Jews we know, calamities are uh, and, and and yeshua's are happening all the time. Maybe we zohara only to Yeshua's. But the bottom line is, right, you can't just say Right. We had a great day. There were Mavatel, uh, the Gezerah to have, to, we, we were Mataka the Tumid. We were Mavatel the Gezerah to not learn Torah and, and all that, that, But if you're in a time of Khorban, no more korban Tumid, and you have Gezerahs on, on top of you again, are you gonna still spend the rest of your life commemorate, like being happy that you were Mataka the korban Tumid? You don't even have a base to make the shawl together. So there is such a thing as being mevatel these you may, Simcha. So therefore, you never know which days are going to be Mavata, which not. Like, we still keep shavuos on the right day, but we don't bring the carbon Talmud anymore. So it actually, this actually happened. In other words, the Gemara says, why do we double down on the eighth? Because what if one reason goes away, but the other reason remains intact? Which, in fact, did happen, right? The base mixture was destroyed, but we still keep shavuos on the right day. So we have, uh, So that's why you double down and overlap just in case one of them goes away, the other one will still be there, so to speak, right? So that's what the Gemara is saying. <coughs> Excuse me. the mikla milsa with lina Shiva. Let's say the first uh, section of days in Nissan um, is is no longer something that we're commemorating. Tamanya gufe yasser. It's still going to be yasser on the uh, to do hesped and tainis on the eighth day of Nisan for the reason. Right? For the reason that we have it from the 8th to the end of Yantiv, which is that you uh, reestablish the day that Shavuos is supposed to be. Oh, so now the Gemara says, Now that we've already arrived at this, so then you could say, also for the 29th of Adar, in other words, we, uh, kept, we were standing on our head. Asking, and we thought it was a Raya to Rabiosi, uh, the fact that we are Aser and Hespet and Tynus on the 29th, why would you have to do so? You have a yunt of Sandwich, you have the 28th of Adar, and so once you have the 28th of Adar, maybe it's a Raya to Rabiosi, and, and after all, once you already have Rosh Chodesh Nisan, and you already have the 28th of Adar, why do we have to double down on the 29th? Well, we've already established, sometimes you do double down. Right? Sometimes you do double down because one reason, like the 28th of Adar, could go away, right? That special Gezerah. Let's say, Chas they make a Gezerah again that you can't study Torah and have bris mila. So then you're going to do away with the 28th of Adar, but you'll still be also awesome. It has been tightness on the 29th because of the fact that it's Rosh, Chodesh Nisan. Ah. Uh, so, we, we, we don't have a problem with overlap, and therefore, it turns out that's not necessarily a riot for Yossi or mayor, the fact that we, uh, mentioned that the 29th, in other words, the fact that we, um, have something before and after in order to make the 29th of Adar, Asr, Behesbed, and Tainis. Fine. So now the Gemara says the following. Itmar, who do we hold like? Rabchiabar Asi Amarav, halacha ker Rabiosi. Alright, Asi held like Rabiosi. Right, that when you have no husband and tainis, then you extend it to the day before and the day after. Shmuel held, right? Shmuel, right. right? Shmuel held like Rabbi Meir that it's only the day before, not the day after. Says the Gemara, "Mi Shmuel hachi we have a brayser." Shmuel, my Talmud lomer behon behon has the following words. It says behon behon. When is this? It's it says, uh, it says, bahon twice when it says that you should neither fast nor have a hespit on then. Okay, bahon twice, as Rashi explains, sounds like it's only on those days, but not the day before or the day after. Right? And there again, Shmuel is holding like Rabbi Mayer we said. Rabbi Meir is more makel, so to speak, than, than Rabbi Yossi. He only holds the day before. But it sounds like, from the Brysa that we're quoting, in the name of Shimon Ben Gamliel, that you only do it on the day of Megillah's Titus, and not before or after. Behon, Behon, why is it saying it twice? Only on those days. But there is no such thing as adding on more days of Hespatinus before or after, right? So now it's a third cheetah. Rebiosi holds the before and after. Rebeir holds only before. And now we're seeing, right, that Roshim Gamliel holds neither before nor after. And Shmuel in fact, said, Halachikir Roshim Gamliel. Halachikir Roshim Gamliel, who holds that you don't add on days neither before or after. And so how could we say that Shmuel holds like Rabbi Meir that you only add on the day before? Sounds like he holds like that you don't even add on the day before. It says the Gemara Mi at first Shmuel thought came to the Lake Atana to Mekel Karebi Meir. Right? Initially, Shmuel thought that Meir was the most Mekel Shita there was. He was not into adding more days to the days of Megillah's Titus. So he went with the most Mekel which was Rabbi Meir. And then at that point Amar Halacha Karebi Meir. However, once he heard that Rishim and held, you don't add on even before, says the Gemara. Came in the Shmuel, the to make al tfei, Amar Gamliel. So we're saying this stira uh, within Shmuel it has a historical background. Now Shmuel wanted to have add on the least amount. He was litvish, right? He wanted to add the least amount of days where you don't have a husband and tightness. So he wanted to go just with the day itself. But the most mekel shita had been Rabbi Meir, which added on just the day before. Once Rabbi Meir, right, once he heard that there was shita of Rishim Gamliel, then he, then he pivoted. He transferred from the shita of uh-huh. Rabbi Meir to the shita of Rishim Gamliel and didn't add on neither day before or after. Now, four lines up from the bottom of Yitzchessim Bali, That's his name. Rabbi Well, so he said that halacha is like Rebbe yosi. Let me explain to you, what Rabbi Yochanan said, right when he said that Halacha is like Rabbi Yossi. he doesn't mean that you also don't have a haspade on those days before and after, but rather, right, you have only not no fasting. Okay. Now that also seems like a theory of Rabbi Yochanan. Umi Amar Rabbi Yochanan Amar Mishna. What's the Shetah Mishnah? The Tanakhama. The Tanakhama is not Rabbi Yossi. The Tanakhama is Rabbi Meir. And we learned, right, in the Mishnah. Where is this Mishnah? Uh, next Masechta. We always get a taste as we end the, the, get to the end of a Masechta, of the upcoming Masechta. This is uh, in Megillah. Uh, beginning of the Megillah. And we talked about when do you read the Megillah. So as we turn to Yerkesem and Beis, we say, even though, right, we say with regards to Megillah, what? we say, remember, you'll see that first mission of Megillah. When do you read the Megillah? It could be on the 15th. It could, be on the four, it could be on the 14th. It could be on the 13th, on the 12th, on the 11th of Adar, right? Depending on what's going on, when Shani Hamishi falls out, etc. Well, we, we can always push it earlier, but you can never push it later. So even though we say that we only push it earlier, not later, mutaran behespit of which is to say, the day of the actual Kriyas HaMegillah can shift, says the Mishnah, but the days of Hesbedinus, the Isser Hesbed which we have on Purim and on Hanukkah, but that Isser doesn't shift with it. That's the point of that Mishnah. So Amos, when does that apply? Elam bin Bar Besar. If you're talking about what? The walled cities that read on the fifteenth. Um, right however, in this year they have to read it early and they read it on the fourteenth. So you can I say what? You're allowed to you're allowed to fast on what? The Arab Purim? Vakshivim, Megillus Tynus. We learned already in Megillus Tynus. Yom Arbasarbo, Yom Chamishar Sarbo, Yom Puraya Inun. Right? That there's something called, well, we have Tynus Esther. <laughs> so we do, in fact, fast on the 14th. But in Megillus Tinus it says that on the day before, uh, Purim and on Purim are both considered two days of Purim. The Lolim Misbad Baham, that you don't have has The Amarava, Lol Nitsucha El El Elessor Est it wasn't necessary for Megillah's tightness to, to explain that, right? Because, again, the, the residents... So, so the Rava explained there the reason why we bring it up of uh, 14th and 15th is just to point out that if a resident of a walled city, right, is going to whatever, let's say Yerushalayim, Beit Shemesh. So if a person, if you hold that Beit Shemesh, is not a walled city, uh, which some people do. But if you hold that Beit Shemesh has a regular Purim, not a Purim Yerushalayim, so a lot of times you have guys from Yerushalayim in Beit Shemesh for Purim, right? And guys going from Beit Shemesh to Yerushalayim for Purim. So you should know that when they go back and forth, that they don't eulogize on either the 14th or the 15th. They teach you that halacha. Oh, uh, Yitzhoshan just started uh, listening to Daf's explaining. So he used to go back and forth uh, with, with the chever. That's the, that's the crew. Anyway, Okay, so maybe it means people who are in Beit Shemesh who usually read on the 14th and it's talking about the 13th, that the 13th you're permitted, right, to have Hesperitinus. That too can't be because as we will see, that day itself is also mentioned in Megillus Tainus. So already on the 13th of Adar, you already don't have Hesperitinus. Why? Because Yom Nikanorhu that was called the day of Nikanor, you remember Mess Yuma Nikanor, very different Nikanor, not the same Nikanor at all. those were the Nikanor of the doors right that floated all the way and they were so named for the Shar Nikanor famous 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 Messias Nefesh, etc is not the same Nikanor as we 'll see be that as it may that was a day where we prohibited already, the Hesper and Tainus on the 13th of Adar. Okay, maybe we're talking about the people who we, on the situation where you have to read it on the 12th, as the Mishnah in Megillah describes. So no, on that day also, the 12th is also a day in Megillah of Yom Tur-Yanusu, right? It's like every day is the side of a different Rebbe. So here too, it's Yom Tur-Yanusu, right? Another minor one, what happened, we will learn, uh, what happened on Yom Nicanor, Yom Tiranus. But be that as it may, neither of those days would be days that you could possibly have Hesped and Tainis because on those days we already had days in Megillah's Tainus. Wow, are we talking about on the day when you, the most extreme case, when you read it at the earliest possible time, which is the 11th of Adar, you read the Megillah? Wow. So we see that this anonymous that Yochanan holds like Right, it allows fasting on the day before. It would have to be according to Rebbe Mayer. It sounds like right. And however, Rabbi Yochanan follows the Stam Mishnah. How could he hold that Allah is like Rabbi Yossi? We quote Rabbi Yochanan as saying that we hold that Alachas like Rabbi Yossi, that you that you can't have Hesped before any of the right um, of any of the minor uh, Yomim yom Tovim. So, but we see that the Anonymous Mishnah allows on the Achad that's Kenneged Rabbi Yossi. And therefore, if Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Yossi, how could he also agree with that Mishnah at the beginning of Megillah that you are also, that right, if he holds like Rabbi Yossi, how could he hold that you can have Hesped on the 11th of Adar? Says the Gemara, Lo. No, the Mishnah is referring um, not to the 11th of Adar, but this idea of people who are in Beit Shemesh who are reading the Megillah on the twelfth. But however, because we said that can't be the case. However, maybe it could be the case because we said that Yom uh, that it couldn't be the case because Yom Tiryanus was already in the day Megillah's kindness. However, uh, that was then, but this is now, and today, by the time that this was written up, by the time Rabbi came around, Yom Tiryanus had already been um, done away with. Why? Because Yom Tiryanus gufe batula batlu, says the Gemara. That day was done away with. Shmai uh, and Achia, we don't know who, exactly who they are, but they were great tzaddikim. They were killed on the day. Once they were killed, we did away with Yom Ter Yonis. We don't yet know what we were celebrating, but we know that it was uh, canceled. What were we celebrating? We'll see. As we see in the following incidents, of Nachman once decreed, Yom Ter Yonis. Yom And the rabbi said, you can't decree a fast, on this day, that's the Yom Tu Yonus. Amalu is already with Nachman, who had said Yom Tu Yonus Gufe Batula Betlu. No, we did away with that special happy day. Since Shmaya and Achia were killed, wow. But typically, anyway, regards to the halacha and how it re, how it relates to Reb Yochanan, we're still saying the Yom That was the day before the day of Nicanor. That could be a reason in itself. Right? Because Yom Nikonar, don't forget, was Miguel's Tainus. So maybe that's the reason in itself why we were Osterbehespet Tynus. So, no, they, once they got rid of Yom Tuyonus, Mishum Yom Nikonar, Nikum Vinigzar. In other words, we were Mevatel the day itself. <laughs> so, once you Mevatel the day itself, you're not going to keep the day before Yom Nikonar, right? In other words, that's an error of Yantiv that the, the calamity that would cause us to be mevatel a full, so to speak, Miguel's tainis, which is Yom Teriyonis, would certainly cause us to be Mavatel heir of Yom Nikonor, right? So says the Gemara, my Nikonar, my ter-Yonis. Now we have the stories. What happened in Yom Nikonar? What happened in Yom Teriyonis? The Tanya, well, that's the Bryce and Miguel's Tynus. Mi he was a Greek governor. He would dismissively point to Yom and he'd say, He would dismissively Oh, I can't wait for this to fall apart. I'm gonna be. It's all gonna fall apart. Coincidence. The came. Chanukah came, and they prevailed. And they cut off his hands and legs, his thumbs and toes, rather hung him at the gates of Yishalayim, this arrogant dude who said he's going to get rid of us and destroy us, and these hands that he dismissively waved against Yishalayim, look at the revenge of, of, of Hashem, right, on those days, the happy days of Hanukkah, may, may the days of, of Yeshua be restored, of a half a minute, right, he wanted to kill uh Lulinus and Papus, Amar lahem im me'amos shachanani eh, mitchal v'zarya atem And he said to them, "If you're actually from Chanani Mischal v'zarya, who famously was saved from the Kibshon Eish, Yovai Elohechem be'atzilatzchem be'adi. Right, so you should also be saved. Kederech shiitzel Chanani Mischal v'zarya minad nebuchadnezzar. So Amar lo, they said to him, Chanani Mischal v'zarya, it's a dikkim you? We can't profess to be as great as Chanani Mischal v'zarya. First of all, for your uyan hein shayu la'santzayn nace la'im nace. You know. You're not going to accomplish anything by throwing us in an oven. We're not Mishael, Azariah, uh, Chanaya, and, uh, Zarya. And by the way, not for nothing, but you're not Neville Chanetzah either. He was wicked, but he was at least a legitimate king. Right? At least it would mean something if there was an ace. But you're just an idiot. You're, you're just a plain guy. You're not even a bar hachi. That's a very insulting thing to say to the king. And we're righteous, but we're not going to survive this. And therefore, but if you're not going to kill us, uh, Shem has many other executioners. There's all kinds of things bears and lions. The only reason they're even here, you're a nobody. The only reason you're even here is to show, make a point that in the end, we're going to make an example out of you. Afal Piken, Hargan miyad. he didn't take kindly to this rhetoric. He threw him in the oven, and they, got, they were killed. And Amru, and then the Chachamim said, As they're burning, then in the place where Lilianus and Papas were killed, the people came, officers came from Rome, Ufatsu Smachabi Gizarin, took a baseball bat, split his head open like the mafia, and he was done with to make an example of him, and that was the famous Yom Tur Yonas that we made into Yantiv. So tomorrow we'll start with the two dots, Ein Gozrin, Tanya Salziba, Betchil B'Chamishi, right a few lines before the end of the parak. Hanukkah Sameach.